and welcome to Fantastic Comic Fan. I am your host, R.T. Fleming, and it is my mission to help you find your next digital comic book pick from the golden age to now. I have been reading comic books for over 40 years and have never lost my passion for comic books. It's something I try to pass on to old and new readers. Hello and welcome to episode 26 for Tuesday, April 26, 2022. Today is comic book writer and creator Chuck Satterley. Chuck recently launched this Kickstarter campaign for Bitter Souls, a series written by Chuck and drawn completely by Norm Braithogo, who passed away in 2018. It is the largest work on one title that Norm ever did outside of the Batman titles. It was such a thrill having Chuck as a guest and talking about working with Norm. Now, information on the Kickstarter campaign can be found in today's show notes or on our website, fantasticcomicfan.com. I'm going to end it here and hope you enjoy today's podcast. I'd love to hear from you at fantasticcomicfan, all one word, at gmail.com. Today, I'd like to welcome to the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast, Chuck Satterley, who recently launched the Fantastic Kickstarter campaign for Bitter Souls. It's a series that was drawn completely by Norm Brayfogel, who passed away in 2018. This is Brayfogel's largest body of work and outside of what he did with the Batman titles. Um, Chuck, I usually ask the people when they come onto the podcast, what was your first comic book memory? What got you into comic books? Uh, I, I lived uh, in Chicago as a little boy at Western and Wilson. And um, across the, first of all, thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate it. No, um, I, this is awesome. I'm very, very geeked about getting this going again. I'm a, I'm a big fanboy at heart, so. Uh, well, me too. Uh, and and uh, my fanboy um, life originated at Western and Wilson in Chicago. And uh, it's on the north side. And in the, all the way up until about five years ago, uh, there was a store at the corner of Western and Wilson called Variety Comics. And um, it had been there when I was a little boy. And uh, the, the owner, he covered up all of the windows with huge um, uh, panels of wood that were painted with superheroes on them. And my bedroom looked down on it. Oh, that must have been awesome. Yeah, and and it was it, it was awesome. I would look out my bedroom window and I would look at the pictures of the superheroes. My mother was a single mother who um, had two jobs in the seventies, so she'd give me like a dollar, and you know, Jesus, a dollar in the seventies, you could buy comics, and so they were thirty and thirty-five cents when I was buying them in seventy-seven. So yeah, man, and uh, so I, I I would go across the street and annoy the hell. He was a curmudgeon. He he was not a he was not a happy guy. Um, everything that has ever been made uh, about or been said about comic book store owners, um, this guy. I think he's the originator of all of the stereotypes. So he was a Sith Nazi of comic book store owners. He, he certainly was. And he couldn't kick me out because I had money and, um, you know, or else he would have. Uh, funny thing, though, uh, as it went out of business in, uh, about five years ago. I, um, I bought one of the panels um, and uh, the Captain America panel. And it's a eight feet tall, four feet wide. And it's, it's in my living room. Uh, 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 so the so the Captain America I looked down on as a kid uh, is now in my living room. That is actually a very cool story. What kind of books did you like when growing up? What, what really got your fancy? 
Well, I, um, you know, Batman. From there was only back then. There was only DC and Marvel. There wasn't three thousand yeah. other publishers. Yeah. Um, You're one or the other. Yeah, uh, I, I was mainly DC, uh, but um, that's because of Batman. Uh, but uh, you know, um, Captain America. Um, the not so. I, I wasn't really an X Men guy, but man, Fantastic Four, Captain America, Batman. Um, I was very much in the Fantastic Four. That's why the comic book is named after, or the podcast is. As a homage to the Fantastic yeah, Four. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Alex Ross's new um, Fantastic Four book this year, F4. Um, I can't Yes, I'm, I'm looking. I just actually, um, I just reread um, Tom DeFalco's run at Fantastic Four. And most people don't realize that him and, I forget the, the, uh, the artist, he did 60 issues of it straight. And that's a big chunk. And I remember back then going, wow. This, I don't like what he did here. I don't like what he did, but unlike a lot of comic books today, back then, when things happened, they happened and they mattered. You know? Yeah. And now when things happen, it's like, well, we'll just go on to the next storyline, just forget about them. No, he, he had some things that really, um, I, I'm more impressed with that, that time around, um, reading it. And I haven't read it since they came out in the late 90s or mid 90s. Yeah, but I'm, I'm crazy excited to see Fantastic Four in the MCU, you know, um, I, I, I think they're finally, I mean, I don't really hate, I don't really hate what they did um, two iterations ago. I don't hate it. Uh, um, but but I, I any was, comic book that's not true, I'm sorry, any comic book movie that's not true to the comic book, you usually don't do, do well in the movies. If you stray too far away, even the old Daredevil, the Fantastic Four, and some of them—you stray too far from the origin and the essence of it. They really don't seem to do well, you know. I mean, I get that they have. I get, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, I, I'm not overly critical of super of superhero movies. Um, Me uh, either, because when I was a kid, when I was a kid, superhero movies—that was a pipe dream. That was never going to happen. So I don't care how crappy the movie is, just to see it on the screen, it's like, hey. Yeah, this this is beyond my dream ever thinking that this is going to happen. I mean, there's people that are like freaks for the Snyderverse. Um, you know, uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't hate it. Um, you know, but I'm also okay with DC doing single films, and I'm okay with Marvel doing an MCU. I'm okay with all of it. Just give me movies that I can watch, and I'm and I'm happy because I'm easily entertained. I'm hoping that now that Discovery has bought AT and I'm sorry, bought Time Warner. That they're better stewards to the whole DC mythos than AT&T was, not just for the movie, but for the comic books and their DC Universe Infinite app, which is supposed to be their online reader that is sometimes not very good. Um, People, especially new fans, probably wouldn't know this about you, but you wrote and co-created comics in the past. So what exactly did you do back then? And are you going to be doing anything in the future? Might. Sure. Um, I am. Uh, so I started in the 90s with a book called Agony Acres. And um, I did that. That was a five, five issue miniseries. We self published that book through Diamond. And um, George, it, it, it's funny, because it actually spells into the Norm Brayfogle stuff. But uh, um, I was I had an ash can in my hands. And I was an enormous George Perez fan, enormous uh, George Perez fan. And uh, um, Hold on one went, second. When you're talking about no, uh, George Perez, um, I went to the Chicago Comic Con when he was doing his farewell tour, 
And there was like two to three hour lines just for people to see him. And he was so friendly with people. He would grow around and give them hugs and smile. And like, what an amazing guy for the fans. I know, you know, unless you actually saw that, it's like, I didn't get a chance to see him. I was like an idiot running around trying to find George Perez comic so I wanted to wait for the, but I never got the chance. But I was just watching from a distance, like, wow, this is an amazing guy. I mean, he was so friendly to everybody, you know, but go on what you were talking well I, I well I agree with you because um I waited in line I had an ash can it was my first ever comic and um you know I I thought it was the greatest thing on the planet uh, because it you know it, it was my baby and I was like 20 something but <laughs> I gave I gave it to George Perez and he and he sat there and he freaking read it the whole thing right in front of me he just sat there reading it and then and that must have been it, cool it was insane and he looked up and he goes I'm going to ink your covers so you can say that I'm on your team. I like this book. What an amazing story. That is so cool. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. I think, um, well, I don't want to take, uh, oh, here. Um, that is a George Perez inked cover, Agony Acres from like 1995. Oh, um, that is so cool. And then, like he, then he inked this one and uh and and others uh but um he uh he was the nicest guy in the world but he he gave me um what he gave me more than anything was uh unearned credibility uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um and uh and so um that led to me getting norm brayfogle to do a pinup in my book because i was like norm i was like because i was a big norm brayfogle fan too and i walked up to him after George Perez, and I'm like, well, you know, I mean, oh, don't you just strap them on? <laughs> George, Perez, George Perez is the anchor of our covers, he's on our creative team. Um, would you like to do a pinup? And I'm saying this not really believing it in my head because it just happened, but I, I, I essentially pulled like a Bill Gates, uh, you know, um, he sold DOS before he actually owned it, right? I know what you mean. <laughs> Yeah. And, so, and so I went up to Norm, I'm like, oh, George Perez, you know, and he's like, yeah, sure, let me take a look, you know, and uh, ultimately he did, Norm did a pinup in that book. Uh, so anyway, that was Agony Acres. Um, then I went on to do uh, A Bitter Souls with Norm. Um, at the same time, I did a book called Smoke and Mirror that I created and wrote. Um, I also co-created and co-wrote a book called 13 Steps with Phil Hester um and uh and kevin mellon uh phil and i co-wrote it and kevin mellon was the artist it was a uh, werewolf with bloodlust issues who enters into a self-help program for monsters uh is they that stuff in print anymore oh yeah um you can find it ebay all over. And all, and, um joe pruitt who's running aftershock right now um with mike martz and and, and all those guys they uh uh, Joe Pruitt was running Desperado at the time, so he published uh, 13 Steps. Um, I also adapted Kong, King of Skull Island for comics. Uh, Joe DeVito. Really? Yep. Um, I worked on Kong, King Kong. Um, I, uh, I adapted a book called The Heretic um, for comics. I adapted a book called The Lexian Chronicles for comic books. Um, so, yeah, I've done, I don't know, I have about five or six graphic novel or uh, trade paperbacks out. And um, I don't Are know. Are you doing anything currently? Yeah. Um, I, so I took uh, like 10 years off to um, build an insurance business and um, <laughs> you got to pay bills, you know? Um, no, nope. nope. comic books is not 
always a place to go to become, you know, a big breadwinner in the comic book industry, Mel. No, I, I used to, I used to, you know, pine for the DC and the Marvel jobs. I don't anymore. I don't care. Um, I, I, you know, if they called me like, do you want to write Batman? Of course. Yeah, sure. I'd, I'd do it, but I wouldn't give up insurance. Um, but uh, come on, not, not for a while. Not for one minute would I give up insurance. Uh, it, it actually has a retirement plan. Um, but uh, but um, yeah, so 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 I did all those books. Now I'm so I took ten years off, and and then during COVID I got really bored. Um, couldn't really do my job that well because I I, I talked to people in person, so right. it COVID sucked. But uh, I got bored, and so um, now I'm doing three new books, of which we're going to announce. We had a publisher, but we left that publisher, so we're now going to announce our new publisher. I'm doing a book called No Other Gods uh, with artist and co-creator Neil Van Antwerpen out of South Africa, a friend of mine that I met at Marcosia. Uh, that is a cautionary tale of fascism um, with superheroes. Uh, I'm really proud of it. I'm doing a book called um, Monsters in Midways, um, co-written with a friend of mine named Nick Goodwin. This is his first ever comic. And then um, drawn- You were really bored during COVID, weren't you? <laughs> Yes, I was. Uh, co and it's co-created and, and, and illustrated by um, Jeremy Meggert, uh, who has become one of my absolute best friends. And uh, I just love him to death. Uh, he's a fantastic talent. And then I'm doing another book um, co-written by Neil from No Other Gods uh, and layouts by Neil, but drawn by uh, a wonderful, amazing young artist named Laura Helsby. And they are um, they're English. Uh, um, they live in Manchester, but uh, Laura is an enormous Chicago Bulls and sports fan. So we have oh, that. That's kind of funny, actually. Yeah. 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 Uh, so um, so uh, I, I, I absolutely just adore Laura. And um, uh, Laura is like my um, my comic book child because uh, Laura, they're they're only I, I think they're not even half my age. So I. I always uh, tell Laura that I, I feel like I'm I'm their uh, comic book uncle. So, gotcha. So the claims adjust are no other gods and monsters and midwits. Now you and I know everything about Norm Braidfold because we grew up, you know, reading his a lot of stuff in um, detective comics is what he did. Didn't he do a lot of detective with yeah. Alan Grant? Yeah, he did. He, um, he did Batman and he did Shadow of the Bat. He did. Um, some one shots like Batman Abduction, um, uh, Batman Holy Terror, um, uh, an Elseworlds book that is one of the best. The, the, um, the uh, problem with with newer fans now is that there's such an onslaught of stuff being shoved at them at all times. It's really hard for creators to get the spotlight, which is like I try to do with my podcast. I like to throw people that, hey, you know, remember this? Why should a newer fan? Um, look up Norm Brayfogle. Why should they? What's so cool uh, about it? I know and you know, but hey, we got new people here. I, I would say fluidity. Um, Batman, you know, look, I, I love Jim Lee. Um, his work is amazing. Uh, but Batman is a real big buff dude with Jim Lee. I worship Frank Miller. But Frank Miller's Batman is a huge buff, big dude. You know, all these guys draw Batman so huge, and and Norm 
Norm drew Batman. Norm, Norm could draw whatever he wanted to draw. First of all, he was a master craftsman. He was a draftsman beyond compare. Uh, but um, Norm's Batman was athletic. He was, uh, and, and Norm's art in general, prime uh, uh, Batman titles, uh, Archie, uh, all of yeah, it. I didn't know he did Archie. It just seems like a, like a, a huge oxymoron that you got Batman and Archie. Yeah. yeah. A, a, a great artist can draw anything, and um, but uh, Norm's work is fluid. He he uh, he draws motion that you know um, you know. There, comic books are very intimate. Scott McCloud wrote in Understanding Comics about the intimacy in the gutters between the panels. Right, um, you have to depend on the the time. It, it could be one second time difference or one million years time difference. But if you're doing your job right the reader comes along with you in the gutters, right? Well, Norm does a great job, in my opinion, um, better than most artists ever, of, of, of showing you the motion in the panel. Like you see the motion, the, 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 the action in the panel and you, and, you have, and you don't even have to get to the gutter uh, to, to experience it. So Norm is, um, in my opinion, Norm, uh, you know, is the precursor. I mean, he came after Neil Adams and, 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 and Jim Aparo and all that, but he, he's the precursor to, in my opinion, wonderful uh, motion-driven artists these days. Like, um, it's not the same style, but like you feel that motion in a Phil Hester comic. Uh, you feel right. that motion. You feel that motion in a Mike Oming comic, uh, Jock. Um, he, Jock. Left a, he left a lasting impression on future... I, I think so. I think if you're a, I think if you're a modern day new comic book reader, um, it, it would behoove you to read Norm Brayfogel uh, drawn books because you can see where a lot of your favorite artists today got their chops from. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Tell us about Bitter Souls and why you started this Kickstarter campaign. Well, um, Bitter Soul of, of Bitter Souls is the story of four wayward souls uh bad people three of them by choice one of them living a uh, kind of a rough life uh by force um they are all erased out of their lives from uh, uh, uh in the paths they're on uh by a mysterious pastor named secord and they are adorned given powers that are directly related to their worst character flaw um and so the book is essentially of Bitter Souls is, was and is and always has been about stewardship. What do we do with the gifts we're given? You know, um, uh, the whole idea of great power, great responsibility. But in this idea, um, what happens when you give kind of a really bad person a chance to be worse or better? And uh, that's what Of Bitter Souls is about. It's about um, redemption and stewardship uh, in, in dealing with the, you know, what do you do with the gifts you're given? So that's of Bitter Souls uh, in a nutshell. Um, it uh, it the, the reason why I'm doing the Kickstarter is because we all, all of us, um, new comic book cre uh, readers, creators, old, new, everybody, the entire comic book industry lost Norm in 2018. And, yes. uh, and, um, even before that, we lost Norm because he had a stroke uh, a few years prior to his death. Where How old he was he when he died? Uh, I, I want to say 54. So oh, he was that's so young. Yeah. And um, 
And, and, you know, the, the, the simple fact is that he couldn't even, so from the stroke, not just from the death, but from the stroke where he couldn't use his left side of his body, he was a left-handed artist, so he couldn't draw. So from the moment the stroke happened to, to his death, and now we don't have anything by Norm anymore. And um, I had, like I mentioned, I'd been away from comics for so long that I kind of missed the whole birth of crowdfunding. Um, so I just learned about Kickstarter this past year. Um, you know, I've, I've backed like 60 projects in that year, but, uh, um, I've just learned about, I think it's a fantastic idea, uh, crowdfunding. Um, I mean, in, in, in I, I'm in life insurance, so I am, an, I understand GoFundMe and I hate GoFundMe because people need GoFundMe when they should have life insurance. But my point being crowdfunding is a wonderful thing. So I started thinking, man, Norm did huge runs of, Bat, of Batman comics. Huge, uh, he did 13 issues of Prime with Len Strzewski and Gerard Jones at, at Malibu. And he did a bunch of Archie. All of that is owned by big companies. Mar Marvel owns Malibu. Uh, uh, they don't do anything with it anymore. They're, right. Um, and, and I don't think they ever will. Uh, DC owns Batman, of course. And you know, so we're at the will of these big companies um, to get more norm stuff. And here I'm sitting on 198 straight pages of work that he did storytelling. I'm sitting on hundreds of sketches. I'm doing all of the and and quite frankly, it's just me. I, I I'm the only one who can see it. You know, um, and, and and anybody who bought the books back in the day. Um, but they don't have all the stuff that I do, right? So I just thought, you know what? I'm going to do this omnibus. I'm going to create this. It's a 400-page book. Um, it's full of all That's a of huge these. book. That's it, a huge, huge book. And, and it's oversized. So think DC Absolute Editions. It's going to have a slipcase, hardcover, sewn-in ribbon bookmark. Um, it's the whole nine yards. And, um, and it has literally hundreds of norm sketches 198 pages of of story all of his covers cover sketches character designs all of it and a lot of it was never published before has it yeah yeah and so this is this is a chance for any fan of norm brayfogles uh to to get a huge bit uh, a huge pile of work that he did that they may have never seen before and uh you know, that doesn't happen that often with, with artists of Norm's um, ilk. Calibre, uh, yes. <clears throat> How did you um, snag him into doing this project and what was it like collaborating with him? I mean, what, what, part, what part of your soul did you have to sell to, uh, <laughs> to do this? Uh, well, um, I told you that uh, Norm did the pinup in Agony Acres way back in the day and I, and I, and I stayed in touch with him. Um, we called and we talked on the phone he was a huge philosopher. Um, he, if you started talking philosophy, spirituality, that kind of a thing, that that he had him up. He would talk for hours and hours. I remember, um, and and I would give anything to have another talk with him. But I remember saying to my wife one time, um, like, "Oh my God, Norm Brayfogle goes on the phone." And then a couple of years later, she would say, "Hey, Norm's on the phone." I'd be like, "I ain't got time. I'm not here." Yeah, I didn't want to have a five-hour conversation about philosophy, but I would give anything to have a five-hour conversation with philosophy about him now, uh, with him now. But uh, so we stayed in touch. And then um, I had this idea uh, for Rub Bitter Souls that stemmed from a, um, a declined pitch of uh, 
at Marvel for um, Ultimate Doctor Strange. Uh, and uh, um, I won't go into the particulars, but I called Norm and I'm like, hey, um, I probably, I, I don't know if you're interested, but I got this thing and blah, blah, blah. This is what it's about. And I gave him a kind of a verbal pitch. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm in. And I, <laughs> I was like, holy crap, you know? Uh, so That's probably um, the farthest thing you expected from happening. You just thought this was just a... I was Never waiting for him to tell me no. You know, I was waiting for him to tell me thank you, but no. Um, but um, that me that ended up bringing me to uh, uh, Speakeasy Comics, where we submitted, and um, I'm pretty sure we got accepted. I, I I'm pretty sure they didn't even look at the pitch; they just saw the name. Man, they said, "We got this." Yeah, we got we have Norm Brayfogel now, so we're a small company, so let's go. And so they 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 accepted everything I I submitted that day. All, <laughs> both of the books, uh, Smoke and Mirror and A Bitter Souls. But uh, yeah, um, so that's how it came about. And then, um, yeah, we just, we, we worked on it at two different publishers. And, and how, was, um, how was Bitter Souls um, received both by fans and, you know, those so-called critical reviews? Well, uh, we got a ton of good reviews. Um, uh, everybody from back in the day, Tony's tips, Tony Isabella would do Tony's tips in yeah. um, comic shop news. Um, and he gave us great reviews. Um, we got great reviews. Uh, we, we got reviewed in wizard magazine, uh, back That's then. Impressive. We got, um, we got picked as a pick in previews. Uh, we were, we were covered. I, I, I want to say, what was it called Hero Illustrated? Was that the was that the? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. The, the people that were trying to compete with Wizard at the time. Yeah. Um, we got reviewed there. We got reviewed in Comic Book Resources and Bleeding Cool and uh, um, and and uh, I it, look. I'm the creator of A Bitter Soul, so I don't. I probably I, I probably have uh, uh, buried any memory of a bad review, but I truly, God, honest truth, don't don't recall any bad reviews uh plus we had good numbers um we sold a lot of books uh was, you know. was it a self-contained story uh it was um so the first story arc is six issues um speakeasy stayed alive for three of them <laughs> and then they, lucky you got the three yeah and then they puttered out uh and then marcosia took it over they published uh the first trade paperback which was a six issue story arc then they published the next three issues and a second trade paperback, which was a um, second uh, story arc. So there is a complete story in there. Now, were we did we want to do more? Yeah, there there's more story to tell, but um, but the story itself is complete. You know, we ju we just want to tell more, or we you, or I wanted to tell more. Would you like to again revisit that with another artist? It would have to be a it would have to be a real special um, artist like um, like I, I would consider doing a bitter souls with Jeremy um, who I'm working on monsters and midways with or Norm or Laura because uh, because I love the hell out of them um, but I mean they'd have to be it, it would just have to be a real special situation and uh, you know because you know I I like Tim Seeley he. I am an enormous Tim Seeley fan and Tim Seeley did the cover for the omnibus because Norm can't do it. You know, he, he's dead. And, uh, and, and, you know, hack slash all the Tim Seeley stuff, man, I am a Tim Seeley nut. 
And he was gracious enough to do this cover for the omnibus. And it still felt weird, you know, <laughs> like you're betraying like Norm almost a little bit, you know, gotcha. it's just, it just felt weird. Uh, like, don't, don't get me wrong. The, the appreciation and love. No. You know, Tim Seeley. Love Tim Seeley. No, I totally understand. Uh, yes. But it, it, it just felt weird, you know? Um, so uh, it would have to, it would definitely have to be a certain situation and, um, you know, uh, but I, I would consider it. It's just, I, I, it, it would have to be certainly special. Uh, how long is the Kickstarter going on? It started April 11th, last Monday, and it'll go for 30 days. So I believe that's actually May 11th. Okay. Um, yeah. The, uh, yeah, the Kickstarter stuff will be in the show notes and on the, the website itself. So is there anything else you want to add about all this? Well, I'm proud that we funded fifty uh, percent in 24 hours in our goal. Really, I'm very impressed. That congratulations on that. Thank you. Our goal is twenty thousand um, dollars, and, and at at Kickstarter, if you don't fund, you don't get paid. So uh, we were fifty percent funded in um, in 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 24 hours. We are seventy six percent funded now with 23 days to go, and we were picked as a project we love by Kickstarter. So. Uh, we, you know, it's a, it's a project that is getting a lot of, uh, looks and, um, I, I just, I hope that, uh, people that watch this will, uh, at least give it a try and check it out and see if it's something they might enjoy. What is the initial print run going to be on it? Do you know offhand? Well, I know exactly what the print run is going to be for the omnibus because I have to order 1000 copies from the printer. Uh, so it's going to be 1000. Um, if you get more for the Kickstarter, would you be actually able to get more copies done. I'm not sure how it actually works. Uh, from your, from your lips to God's ears. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, it, this is Norm Brayfogle we're talking about here. If we say that, Chuck's, that, that with the writer, we're talking about Norm here. We know I, I, I'm the writer and I agree with you. Um, the, the, uh, the, the simple fact is, is if we got more than a thousand, we'd order more than a thousand. Um, you know, uh, the price break, comes at a thousand and it's a decent sized price break. So that's why I'm, that's why I'm doing a thousand regardless of how many we sell on the Kickstarter, unless we sell more. Are you um, going to autograph every one of them thousand copies? I'm joking. Uh, yeah, well, we have a tier for an autograph. Um, and, um, and of course, you know, in, in person, that kind of a thing. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, we have, you know, I, I, obviously it's going to, you know, Norm Norm can't sign them, so I'm kind of the only guy who can. Maybe Tim could sign covers, uh, but um, but yeah, uh, I, I I will certainly be willing to auto, to to sign any of them. <laughs> cool. All right, I think this about wraps us up. Unless you have any last words before we sign off on this one. No, man, I I, uh, I appreciate your hospitality. Anybody willing to take the time to to help me get the word out is a friend. Um, no, this is an honor for me because I remember Norm's stuff, you know, from the past. Okay, granted, I don't remember your stuff too much because there was a period of comic book time where I wasn't collecting very much. But no, I really was geeked out to have you on the podcast this week. So you're telling me you remember Norm Brayfogo more than Chuck Satterley? I plead the fifth on that one. Dude, I remember Norm Brayfogle more than Chuck Satterley, and I'm Chuck Satterley. So I, <laughs> come on now. Uh, Norm Brayfogle is um, is one of, I, I think he's arguably 
he, he's in the I think he can I think he can make an argument, a valid argument that he is one of the top five Batman artists all time. I would agree with that because even now I can picture his covers and things in the back of my head. There's not very many artists that I can actually, you know, when you say Norm Breville, Jim LaPerle pops up, Neil Adams pops up because they have such a distinct style. And I can see the detective covers or maybe Batman, I can just see his covers and you're right about his fluidity. Yes, I remember all this stuff from back then. And I think one of the only modern artists that I absolutely love when they do Batman is that I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but Lee Bemajero. He did. He did. He's done a couple of books with Brian Azzarello. He he's insane. Um, that 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 artist is good. I'd put him in the argument. Um, Neil Adams, yes. Uh, Jim Aparo. Um, you know, I I, I it, Frank Miller. You know, Marshall but, uh, Rogers. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but. Uh, um, but Norm, man, he's in the argument. Uh, he and he's and he's he, he has a valid place in an argument. Well, Chuck, I want to thank you for being the uh, guest this time for the podcast. Good luck on your uh, Kickstarter campaign, and I hope to have you interviewed. I'm sorry, I guess in a future one. So thanks again. I'll I'll, I'll love to be here. Thank you, Ron. Appreciate right. it. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Again, I would love to hear from you, fantastic comic fan, at gmail.com. Remember, new episodes every Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you next time.